Hey guys, uh, before today's episode, I just want to apologize. This was actually supposed to be out on Wednesday, January 9th. Um, things came up and we had a uh, death in our family and whatnot. And so unfortunately it didn't get released on the 9th. Um, so I'll release it today here on Friday. And then you will have episode 27 released hopefully tomorrow on Saturday. Anyways, let's get to the episode. Welcome to Use and Abuse the Music Podcast. My name is Scott, and this is episode number 26. Today, I'll be talking about country artist Kane Brown and his Closer EP. This artist was brought to my attention by my daughter, Hannah, while I was in Salt Lake after the birth of her daughter and my granddaughter. I explained to her that on her birthday week, I'd wanted to do an artist that she likes, expecting her to choose like Britney Spears, NSYNC, Lila McCann, or even Alan Jackson. But she told me about Kane Brown and Luke Combs. Originally, this was going to be a one release per week, but I decided that I could release one on her birthday and the other on our normal release day on Friday. So after noticing that Mr. Brown's first release was an EP, I decided to make this one available on her birthday and release Luke Combs' episode on Friday. I want to thank Hannah for exposing me to a couple of new artists, and I also want to wish her a very happy birthday. Today is January 9th, 2019, and this is This Day in Music. Normally, this is news decade style. You know, we would do 29, 39, 49, you know, with nines. But I decided to do it. Um, The artists that were born today on January 9th in 1944, Jimmy Page, guitarist of Led Zeppelin, is 75. David Johansson, vocalist of the New York Dolls, also known in the 80s as Buster Poindexter, is 68. Also, if you've seen the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray, Mr. Johansson is also the uh, cab driver in that movie. In 1951, Krista Gale was born. She's a country singer, and she is now 67. And in 78, A.J. McLean, vocalist, vocals on back, one of the vocalists on Backstreet Boys, is 31. These were, there were more born on this day, but I decided to use these four. Happy birthday to all of these artists, Hannah, and everyone else who was, was born on January 9th. Now let's get into the episode and find out about Kane Brown. Kane Allen Brown was born October 21st, 1993 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He was raised in rural northwest Georgia and the Chattanooga, Tennessee area. He is multiracial. Racial. His father is black and part Cherokee, and his mother is white. In 2018, he told People Magazine that he did not know he was biracial until he was seven or eight years old. And I quote, I thought I was full white. I found out that I was biracial and I still wasn't thinking anything of it. But then I started getting called the N-word. I didn't even know what it meant. I learned what it meant. And that's when it started affecting me. I got in fights over it when I was little, end quote. He was raised by a single mother. And his family, sometimes homeless, moved around when he was younger from Roseville to Fort Oglethorpe and Lafayette, Georgia, finally settling in the Red Bank, Tennessee. As a result, he attended many schools among them, Lakeview, Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe High School in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, where he sang in the choir with 
Lauren Elena, the runner-up of season 10 of American Idol. He also attended Red, Red Bank, Ridgeland, and Saudi Daisy High School. King grew up listening to country music, but became interested in R&B music in middle school. However, after winning a school talent show in the, in the 11th grade, with a rendition of Chris Young's Getting You Home, he began to perform country music. Brown auditioned on both American Idol and The X Factor after the success of his school friend, Lauren Elena, on American Idol. He was chosen for The X Factor after, an, after he auditioned in 2004, uh, 2013, but left the show when its producers wanted to include him in a boy band. After he decided to post his cover versions of popular songs online, or sorry about that, after which, so after he left the show, he, he decided to post his cover versions of popular songs online. In 2014, Kane Brown began posting videos of his covers on, of songs by Brantley Gilbert, Billy Currington, Alan Jackson, and other singers on social media. He started to acquire a following through these homemade videos on Facebook. An early video to gain wider attention was his cover of Lee Bryce's I Don't Dance, his cover of George Strait's Check Yes or No, released on September 30th, 2015, went viral, received over 7 million views. The number of his followers on Facebook quickly reached over a million. And a clip of a, of a teaser for his own signal, single, Used to Love You Sober, released on October 8th, 2015, received 1 million views in under 3 hours. Reached over 11 million views two weeks later. Brown was initially signed to Zone 4. And Jay Frank, Jay Frank was his first manager. Later in 2016, he became managed by Martha Earls. Now, I went kind of a little far there. Um, but the album that we're talking about um, is actually, uh, he started wanting to do it in 2014 and eventually released in 2015. Here, we're going to find out a little bit more about, about the album itself, um, what kind of went on with it. In 2014, Brown raised funds via crowdfunding site Kickstarter to produce a six-song EP, which he recorded in Nashville at the home studio of Noah Henson, guitarist for Brantley Gilbert. The EP, titled Closer, was released on June 2, 2015, debuted on the Top Country Albums chart at number 22, selling 3,200 copies in its debut week. A single from the EP, Don't Go City On Me, was first released on October 22, 2014, and it reached number 43 on the Country Digital Songs chart. Okay, before I continue on with my impressions of this EP, I want to talk about what was discussed on last week's episode. During That was the interview I did with my wife. When she said she, want, she wanted to start appearing on the show as a co-host, starting with the first episode in February. Well, she all of a sudden sent me a note on my iPhone from hers with the, her impressions of each song on this EP. So what I'll do is give you what I hear during the song, then I'll give you what she said about the song. Unfortunately, she wasn't available to record with me, but you'll still get her impressions from me reading her notes. Plus, I think what with what she has to say on this one and with what I have to say may make these episodes more entertaining or more informative. Now, on to our impressions of each song. This is a closer EP. Again, it was released June 2nd, June 2nd, 2015. Track number one is the title track, Closer. It was written by Kane Brown, 
John Hanna, and Nate Montgomery. The song starts with guitar, then drums, and, ba- and then the bass come in. During the g- chorus, guitar provides a nice response to the singer. After a fast set of lyrics, the drums stop and come back in with a fill over the tom-toms. The song then comes back into the chorus and finishes with a, s- single, with a single guitar note fading out. Now, Kim, my wife, she said the song is very descriptive. You listen to Closer and picture yourself anywhere with anyone. Second song is Hit the Gas. And that was written by Dina Carter. Dina Carter, who's uh, famous for uh, Strawberry Wine in the 90s, and Levi Hummin. The guitar starts, cymbals. When the verse starts, the bass and drums come in. During the chorus, there is a guitar using the slide. After the chorus, there is a key change. Then everything except the guitar stops playing. And then all instruments come back in with Kane in a higher octave to finish the song with all instruments stopping and bass drum finishes with four beats. My wife said, Picture your first car. A popular girl or boy in high school asking for a ride. The fun with having your own car. Enjoy your new found independent self with a car. Track number three, It Turns Me On, written by Kane Brown. The guitars and bass start, then the drums come in with the first verse. During the verse and chorus, you can hear a steel guitar, which used to be a normal instrument used in country music, but has been less used since the mid-2000s. Guitar solo with a more rock flair, and then the verses, or verses the country style popular in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Back to the chorus, repeat and fade out to the end of the song. My wife says, the love you have with your spouse Accepting the other person for who they are, not wanting that special person to change who they are. Track number four, Don't Go City On Me, written by Kane Brown, Casey Carpenter, and Josh, Josh Johnson. Banjo, fiddle, and drum start. Guitar comes in during the chorus. Guitar adds vibrato, vibrato after the chorus before next verse. Back to the chorus. Guitar solo, next verse. Back into the chorus. Banjo finishes and fades out. My wife says, remember the person you once knew, encouraging, encouraging, encouraging them not to change who they are. Description of city life, not wanting to be a part of city life, trying to let the person know what you miss about them. Track number five, Forgetting is the Hardest Part, written by Kane Brown. Piano starts the song, verse starts with the piano playing. During the chorus, strings come in with the piano. Next verse, back. Next verse, and then back to the chorus with strings and piano. Piano finishes the song. My wife says, the song is talking about that special person who you've lost, either through a breakup or death, how the memories keep replaying over and over again, regretting, regretting all the times you could have shown more affection, how getting on with your life is much harder than expected. The more someone tries to get on with life, the more regrets that one feels for missed opportunities of affection with the loved one who touched their heart. Track number six, Lost More Than I Found, featuring Lainey Edwards. This was written by Kane Brown and Charlotte Sands. The guitar starts out with what could be described as a rock beginning. The drums, bass, steel guitar come in. Bass, guitar, drums during first verse with occasional steel guitar. 
Still, guitar comes back in during the chorus. Laney sings second verse and chorus, then key change with Laney, then Kane and then Kane Brown answering. The instrumental break, or as called in the music world, bridge. Kane then sings and Laney answers. Then they sing the chorus together and finish the song. My wife says the quiet moments are good for reflecting on what was lost, trying to forget what was said by your someone special. Never forget the heartbreak. How hard it is to forgive losing that special person. Now that was the that was the full six songs of this EP. Now, if you guys kind of noticed something, she was kind of breaking down. She didn't really do it with the first song that well, but after that, she really started breaking down what the lyrics were about, which is really good because when I first listened to something, I listened to the music more than the lyrics. So usually the second time through is when I start paying attention to the lyrics or, you know, paying attention to the seniors and stuff. So I think it's going to be a good addition having her on board because she can give you the breakdown. Of, she, she definitely listens to the lyrics first and then listens to the music the second time. So I would definitely love it. I think it's going to be great because um, where I'm giving you the breakdown of the, of the song musically, she can give us the break, you know, kind of what the lyrics are about and what she's hearing, at least what from her opinion. Again, this is just our opinion, you know. Um, but anyways, I think it's going to be great when, when she's on full board and she's actually here recording with me. So it'd be really good. Now, let's get into the charts. Billboard charts again. U.S. Billboard 200. This album went 40th. U.S. Top Country Albums. It actually got to number seven. And it was number six on the U.S. Independent Album Charts. And this is all from Billboard. Now, let's get on to our opinion. Favorite songs. My favorite song is Forgetting is the Hardest Part. I can relate to this song due to the losing of my second wife almost five years ago. She passed away after a long battle with lupus. Again. I can just relate to the song as I have been struggling with her loss. Even though I have my current wife, Kim, I still have my days of, of struggling with her, the loss of her. And it also reminds me of that. Um, um, there's a Garth Brooks song. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it talks about pretty much the same thing. Um, just making sure you tell that, that your wife, your spouse, your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, that you love them. Make sure, you know, if you think you haven't shown them enough love that day or told them you love them enough that day, tell them again. That's all I can just say. Just keep telling them. Anyways, that's, that's my favorite song. Kim's favorite song is actually, it turns me on. And the reason why is because it encourages the person to be who they are and not having to change for anyone or even for society's model. Least favorite song. There isn't a least favorite for either of us. Overall sound, while this album is on par with today's modern country, there are elements of what some would call traditional country. Kane's voice is more in the bass register, but smooth with an R&B flair. Again, you remember, as I said earlier, he did an R&B in, in middle school, so you know he definitely took that, at least on this album, and used that R&B with country, which really sounds good. Uh, my wife's take on this is Kane's voice reminds her of Josh, of Josh Turner's style scene. Now, if you know who Josh Turner is, then you know who I'm talking about. If you don't, then I really can't help you. Sound, according to her, it sounds like a like traditional country. I disagree, but that's just my opinion. Her opinion is it sounds traditional. 
I don't think it does, but she's been listening to country her whole life where after the nineties pretty much became a pop country type thing. I stopped really listening to a lot of country. Um, mainly just cause I it was like, it's not my thing, but I actually started getting back in just listening to some country and realizing there's actually some really good artists and bands out today. And then the other, and then, uh, she really likes the rhythm of each song. All songs are really good. And every song had a message contained within each song. Now we're going to get on to our expectations. Um, obviously, we're going to start with mine. This EP exceeded my expectations, especially since it's not produced by a well-known country producer or even in a traditional studio. This was re recorded at a home studio by Brantley Gil Gilbert's guitarist. You know, I mean, yes, they're those guys know how to produce. I mean, but it is not a big name producer. My wife says it exceeded her expectations because it it was this it was the flow of this EP. It was really put together from the first song closer to the last last song lost more than I found. So if I go back here and I read all these songs to you, just the song titles, you can kind of see there it is actually a trip. The first song's closer, then you hit the gas. I mean, it turns me on. Don't go city on me. Forgetting is the hardest part and lost more than I found. There is a trip. There is a journey. You just took a journey in this album. But anyways, that's just what we, what she feels. And actually once she, she mentioned that to me, I was like, oh, wow. It, I didn't even dawn on me that I didn't even look at it that way. And it does. It really does take a, a, a journey. Even in six songs, you can take a journey. However, I want to, in closing, I want to thank you all for downloading this episode. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. That way you don't miss out on any episodes. Also, if you can, on the podcast directory that you use, please rate and review. Five stars would be helpful. That way the show can get out to more people. Used and abused can be found on the following. Twitter at used abused pod instagram used and abused pod and just spelled out a n d email used and abused pod at gmail.com again the and is spelled out a n d use youtube just search out used and abused pod i will see if i can find i will try to get this album put up on using on the web on my youtube page so you can at least listen to it um, also it, this album is available on iTunes. Um, well, I'm not really sure about Amazon. I'm sure it is Amazon and also Google. So just search it out on whatever. It's, it's also on Spotify. So that'd be another, another place to look for it too. However, using the music can also be found on the following podcast platforms, iTunes, Apple podcasts, anchor, Google play music, Google podcasts, pocket, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, Castbox, Radio Publix, and Spotify. I'm sure it's also available on most directories. If you just search "Used and Abused," a music podcast, you can click the little subscribe button. That way, you don't miss any new episodes. And also, again, if you would please just rate and review "Used and Abused" a music podcast. That way, other people can find the show, and it helps us out a lot. And until the next episode, have a great week. 
And obviously, since this is going to be released on Friday, also have a great weekend. Be kind to everyone and keep the music playing.